Welcome back to Something Else, a segment where we attempt to give you advice about things we are currently struggling with. Wedding planning is stressful, and there are so many twists and turns along the way. Just when you think you've got it handled, there's something else. And this week, that stress is exactly what we're going to focus on. Yeah. Everyone says that your wedding day is supposed to be the happiest day of your life. But nobody really talks about how every single day leading up to it is extremely, extremely stressful. It's a nightmare. <laughs> and this is because you, when you get engaged, you're not like all of a sudden that's all that you have to do. Yeah, you don't get paid wedding planning vacation. Right. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're engaged, you're planning a wedding, but you already have a very full, busy life. And I mean, we would, we would hope. Right. Otherwise, that'd be very sad. Right. But hey, you know what? You do you. And if this is what you have, then you <laughs> take it and you run with it. And maybe you don't listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but for everybody else um, who's, you know, currently living, there are other stressful factors that go into wedding planning. Why are you laughing at me? He said currently living. <laughs> 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 if you're not currently living, don't worry about this. <laughs> Whatever. Your, your troubles are over. <laughs> oh, no. It's not funny to giggle about that. We're in a pandemic. Well, that's true. <laughs> so while you're wedding planning, you might have stresses that have something to do with the wedding, but also just regular life stuff. There's going to be um, more financial strain that you're definitely going to feel uh, for the majority of us people. Um, there's going to be stress with decision making. There's going to be so much couple compromising. Um, there's family stress. Sometimes there's family drama. Um, right now, there is so much COVID uncertainty with, um, you know, just kind of figuring out how to move forward. I know right now in this moment, that's, I think, the biggest thing weighing on us mm -hmm. um, because, yeah. you know, it's, it's February 2021. We had hoped that by you know the end of last year early this year things would be looking a little better than they are not to say that they aren't progressing but they are at a slow pace and so our venues some of our vendors a lot of our guests don't feel that um, by September it's going to be safe enough to have everything that we want to have um, and there's just a lot of uncertainty surrounding it and it's uh, a lot of things out of our control um, and then there's logistics. If we have to postpone, even if we didn't, there are going to be communications with vendors that need to happen. There's going to have to be a timeline that's created. All of those little nuances need to be checked and double checked and triple checked. Basically everything that we did so far has to be redone. <laughs> yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my wedding dress is cool and yeah. it's doing good. It's being altered right now. <laughs> so I will have... I will have my wedding dress by the beginning of April, uh, so officially about a year and a half before we get married, if we have to postpone. I'm I mean, just going to start saying when, because, you know, it's... Eh. We, we Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then... I, it's, my, it's my goal to be as hopeful as I possible, know. but as the days reach closer and closer to, like, our cutoff where we have to make a decision... Mm -hmm. I'm I'm giving in. I'm like, yeah. Well, I think well. a lot of that uh, kind of hope that was still in the air kind of dwindled when we talked to our venue coordinator, and she was also feeling like, yeah, it's probably not going to yeah. happen. Um, and 
that's okay. But uh, some other things that even post-COVID you're going to feel are like handling work, relationships, regular finances, and wedding planning all at once. And what happens is you will lead to wedding anxiety and burnout. Mm -hmm. Burnout is just, everyone experiences burnout, wedding planning or not. It is essentially just the feeling that you are overstimulated, you are overworked, and you can no longer do anything. You basically like shut down. And that's something that I have definitely struggled with my entire life because I, I'm the kind of person that spreads myself out too thin. Mm -hmm. And it's only until, uh, really, only until you came into my life and and we started working on things together that I've been able to kind of regulate that a little more. Yeah, because when I met you, you were working three jobs. And you were a parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you I was doing shows. <laughs> and you were doing shows. And you didn't have a car. No, you yeah. were still in debt. I mean, it was so much. I was so riding my much. bike to work. Yeah. And it was exhausting. So much. Uh, and then you would just stay and hang out with me for hours. And I was like, go get some sleep. I didn't need sleep. <laughs> Two hours is fine. Oh, God. I'm yeah, so glad but, you're over that. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody experiences that in some way or another in their regular life. And when you tack on a wedding onto that, it's... It's so much work and so much stress right. that you're you're to- you're bound to to hit that point. Right. And what I want to say is, we are going to talk about wedding burnout multiple times uh, over the course of the podcast. Probably when we start to experience it. Um, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> um, because it is inevitable in some form or another. Just because in today's ideas of what weddings look like, it's. Um, it's usually a little more elaborate and a lot of people are usually pretty involved. And so that just inherently is going to bring certain stressors into your life that previous to it weren't there, or maybe they were there, but they're heightened because of the wedding planning process. Right. Um, so there are so many ways to cope and manage this stress, but it's not a one size fits all by any yeah. means. Um, every person handles stress differently. So their management style is going to be different. Um, just like your wedding style, right? Um, and it's going to have to work for you and your partner. Yeah, I was going to say what worked for me before mm-hmm. and what worked for you before became totally different when we oh, started yeah. working on things together. Yeah, because our you brains know? work <clears throat> differently. And so it's yeah. like, oh, well, yeah, like I looked at, you know, kind of your workspace or your like collection of notes and it was just loose pieces of paper. And I was like, what is this? And you go, I know what everything is. Yeah, I know exactly. everything. And I was like, huh? And then I had this like giant list and you were like, this is overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we're going to look at just a few of the many ways to handle wedding stress and create a system that works well for you and your partner. Mm-hmm. Even in today's world where everybody's at home and it, it seems like there's a whole ton of free time, our schedule is still incredibly packed Mm -hmm. sometimes it's overwhelming it's definitely hard for me to remember (laughs) just because you know i have i have problems remembering things already yeah so trying to trying to get all of this you know nice and concise and and easy for us is crucial um and it's you know full of different things all at one time and so it's hard to fit all of the responsibilities in like a day planner yeah you know, people people have those where like, oh, I got a you and know, checklist. And they're so nice, of, but yeah. it works for a, it's like a personal planner. Um, and then and that's, we, yeah, that's something that I don't think people understand because uh, I've had a lot of people being like, oh, you know, Max, you're struggling. This is what I do. 
No, instead of saying this is what I do, they mm-hmm. say this is what you should do. Yeah. And it works for them, but not for everybody. That's, and they don't understand that. That we will circle back to that again and again and again <laughs> because that's what people will say to you when you are wedding planning. That's what people will say to you when you are making any kind of life decision. They'll go, this is what you should do. And then they'll tell you what they did or right. what they didn't do that they wish they had done. And you really need to keep in perspective that those are other people's opinions and experiences and what you need to do for you needs to happen between you and your partner. And it's it's fine to give advice, oh, but yeah. you cannot frame it as you have to do this thing. Yeah, or this is what you should be yeah. doing. The, it, it has to be framed like, this worked for me, hopefully... Yeah you know, this may help. Yeah. What Max and I are learning um, is that a lot of people don't know what words mean. (laughs) And (laughs) I say this in the nicest way possible in in that, like um, I am of, I'm a, I'm an English major and I think that word choice is extremely important. And a lot of people make the wrong word choice, even though their intentions are not what their words are communicating. So when people say, this is what you should do, what they're trying to say is, hey, I have this piece of advice and I see that you're struggling and I'd like to help you. But what they are actually communicating by choosing those words is it might communicate to that other person something along the lines of, you're not doing what you should be doing. Here's what you should be doing instead. And I know better than you. And I have to remind Aaron, because we're both so very smart and we both (laughs) know what words mean, that when other people talk to us i have to remind her that they probably don't know what they're saying actually right there a lot of people speak based on intention not based on uh actual definition (laughs) um (laughs) and so that's just something again to keep in mind when you are working through all of these responsibilities and trying not to feel this wedding burnout so when we were looking through this we figured out that we needed a more comprehensive plan that mapped out our responsibilities and goals without providing such like a rigid structure that we ultimately never accomplished at all. Because rigid structures for me have been so uh, exhausting and, and just difficult to do. Right. Max so doesn't want have... to be told what to do. <laughs> so if we have, <laughs> I was in the military. I got told what to do all the time. Right. And you uh, hated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but having it be more fluid uh-huh. has been so helpful right. in just me even being willing to complete tasks. Absolutely. And um, so in the past, uh, we have used like whiteboards, calendars, um, phone notes, calendars, like a Google shared calendar drives, whatever. Um, it always got disorganized and it was difficult to keep track of. So. Um, we still do have like calendars downstairs. We have a whiteboard, but we use them in addition to what we have developed. Um, and it, it's starting to really, really help because even though there is like a loose structure of this is what we do day to day, there's also opportunities to accomplish more goals and to incorporate wedding planning tasks into it. So since we have really started to plan the wedding and like really build our life together we found that there are so many things just inherently that we have to do in a day that it it's really it's hard yeah and so like we said earlier with with you know me wearing uh, spreading myself out too thin and and she talked about how i had three jobs and all this stuff um we still kind of do that yeah just in, just with different things so we balance school full-time both of us both of us you know um she's getting her master's i'm getting my bachelor's 
um, all at the same time. Um, we're parenting, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, with Abby. Um, we're looking for jobs so that yeah. by the time we get out of school, you know, we have something to, to work on. Um, just the, the stress of the pandemic and, and being safe, mm-hmm. planning the wedding and creating content like, you know, this podcast, but also working on scripts. Erin has a book series mm-hmm. that she's working on. So all of this at once, you know, we gr- we get burned out pretty easily. And that actually affects our relationship, too, because um, we collaborate on things um, all the time. And it's it's a rewarding process. I love collaboration, but it's not easy. No. And when you're in a committed relationship with that person, it's even more challenging because, you know, you bring in stuff from your personal relationship mm-hmm. into the conversation, even when you don't mean to. Um, so we've had to work together on creating a system that you know, alleviates that right. and makes it easier for us. Yeah. And what I've learned, um, and this is really interesting. Um, my parents and my, my mom always said to me, you know, um, love should be easy, you know, like being with someone should be easy. And what I've understood about that is not that life is easy or that, um, marriage is easy or anything like that. Love should be easy. It should never be questioned, right? The Mm -hmm. love that you have for that person, but there are additional things that come with having a successful relationship like collaboration and communication. Mm-hmm. And those things are hard for anybody. Those things are hard in general if you're a single person yeah. or you are a person who's been with the same person for 30 years. Yeah. Any relationship towards another person, whatever kind of relationship that is, communication right. is incredibly difficult and we're always learning. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing is that loving someone should absolutely be easy but you are constantly learning and growing and that can be really challenging it's not that it's hard or that um it's inherently like you know negative but it is challenging in it and it is something that you have to like you know make the conscious choice to continue to like build on Mm -hmm. and so we when we started to feel that strain of like having a hard time collaborating and balancing. I think the balance is the biggest part. Yeah. Um, we wanted to make a system that really kind of takes the pressure off of one individual and makes us feel like a team. And we've tried several systems. I know that when we first moved in together, we had had a, a plan for our own, like, um, what do we call it? Like a, a organization station (laughs) do you remember that yes and we kind of still have some of that we've we've adjusted as as we've worked on things together and found out what doesn't work but right now uh and what we want to talk about today is we have a post-it board um and it's actually really cool and we'll have pictures on instagram Mm -hmm. um and facebook um so uh, do you want to talk about kind of what the poster board is yes so i bought this bulletin board it's a bulletin board pinned on the wall with a bunch of post-it notes on yeah. it that's the, all it is this bulletin board was uh meant to be for something in the wedding it actually it still is it's going to be where everybody yeah. puts their love letters for us instead of a guest book um but it was just sitting in our room uh and i didn't want to put it in storage i don't want it to get all dusty and like you know gross because you know we have another year and a half to go um and so I was like well let's put it up right and then um I got the idea from this show 
on Netflix called Atypical. And um, it's a great show. Um, they uh, It's a family. And um, the mom is, like, extremely organized. And she has, like, a bunch of things to do all the time. And so what she has is, a like, a whiteboard calendar, like you see. Um, and it has, like, the month or the um, days in the month. And she has different colored sticky notes for each person and what they need to do right um and so like if her daughter has like a soccer practice like that'll be green and so all the green are like things that her daughter has to do and then yellow is like her son or whatever and it's color coded yeah has a key and stuff and i was like huh i love post-it notes (laughs) um and we have Uh, so many (laughs) we have a a slew of Uh multicolored post-it notes that we weren't using previously right so and so um i was like well how can we adapt that to like make us have shared responsibilities because i didn't want it to be color-coded based on person right i knew that because part of our goal is to share um our wedding planning stress as well as sharing like our home responsibilities financial responsibilities all of that and we had we had had when we were in the process of moving in together I think by the time we decided we wanted to do that up until the day we moved in together was mm-hmm. about a five month period. Yeah. And so we had uh, a whole list of tasks that we need to accomplish in order to do that. And so we separated them into categories. Right. And we had it on this drive. Mm-hmm. But it was it was difficult to follow. Right. Because when things are in like an electronic folder, um, they can tend to get lost or you can get overwhelmed with the amount of tabs you have open. It's just hard to visualize. Yeah, exactly. So what our post-it board does is it shares responsibilities. It categorizes by um, actual responsibility category rather than person. And it's very visually um, helpful and very pleasing, in my opinion. Yeah, um, it's nice to be able to see it all at once. Yeah. Um, especially for me because I'm a, a visual learner and, yeah. and I can't. I can't do something unless I can see the full picture. Right. Absolutely. And so what our post-it board does. So at the beginning of each month, like the very first day, like make sure you carve out a good chunk of time. (laughs) Um, We sit down and discuss every single thing we want to accomplish or things that need to get done by the end of that month. Not by the end of your wedding, not by the end of the year, by the end of that month. What do you want to see being accomplished and we don't just talk about wedding tasks we talk about all our responsibilities and all of our like goals um and we don't set a specific date on them unless it absolutely needs to um like it says taxes like or february 12 yeah. yeah um so unless it is urgent or specifically dated there is no date it's just goals to get done during the month and we you know, we had a huge list for January and we accomplished, uh, I would say, about like 98% of it. Yeah. We had a few still left over and that bled into the next month. Yeah. You and know, that's it bled fine. into this month. Because that's there, okay. Because yeah. there wasn't any specific, like, we need to get this done by 118, mm-hmm. right? Um, now, there are going to be some of those things. Like, we put, hey, we need to pay all of the bills for this month and here are the dates of the bills. Um, but most of the things, it's a little more free form that you're able to accomplish the goals when you can. Um, and so they are color coded. And so we have we have multiple categories. Yeah. So I want to go through 
each of our categories. We have a little key up at the top and it's color coded as well. Um, but so what do we have? Eight categories? We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, eight. Yeah. Um, so we have a blue, which is for the wedding. And Something blue. Yeah. Currently, we have six tasks. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one, two, three. Three of the tasks are from January mm-hmm. because that is when we kind of realized we weren't going to be able to move forward the way that we thought because yeah. of like the information with COVID and everything. Um, but we added three new tasks and we actually got one done. Uh, the we added day. four new tasks. Yeah. Yeah. And- um, our next one is green and that is for finances. So anything kind of Obvious, m- money, yeah. yeah, money related. And um, like, I guess m- like payment centered or like here, what are some of ours right now? Uh, pay off one of the credit cards. Mm-hmm. Saving. Um, saving. Um, yeah. Taxes is on there because yeah. I like to do taxes early. Um, look into new car insurance is one of them because mm-hmm. my I'm paying way too much for car insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have yellow. Um, and we actually have two little post-it categories for yellow. There is uh, it's for school mm-hmm. and um, kind of school and work, I would say school kind of career related. Um, and so one is for Max and then one is for myself. Because that that is a category that is specific to the, uh, the person, you know. Yeah. But it's important for both of us to work on those. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of keep each other accountable by putting that. And and why I want to specify, it's not things like, hey, I have homework due this week. Right. That's not what the post-it say. That's not um, what the purpose of this is. It's not like everyday things that have to happen every single time. It's it's goals in addition to your everyday responsibilities. So it doesn't say things like do the laundry or sweep, even though you could if that's yeah. something that you need to stay accountable for. Um, for us, though, it's kind of additional tasks that we blend in. Um, so like if I really wanted to like deep clean and condition the stairs, maybe I would put that on there because right. that's not something we do every week. Um, and for school stuff like – I have there's a mentorship program that's available at my school and so that's on there because that's something I want to look into yeah um I had to have a conversation about my tuition and so that was on there Mm -hmm. and so things like that you know not not like like you said not like homework or figuring out when you have class but but specific Mm -hmm. tangible goals right even though if that's what you need help with you absolutely can do right. that. Maybe it's like, I mean, I put for January, I was like, Hey, uh, finish this class. Uh, no missing work. And because I had a habit of like looking at the things and being like, Oh, I don't have to do that one. It's not mandatory. And then not right. doing it. And I was like, no, I want to do it. I want to do it all. Uh, I am getting A's mom. I'm getting A's. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> um, so our next one is orange and that one is our, uh, book. So my jumping Jimmy book, um, there's only three there because I'm slowly but surely working on it. Yeah, and and that's that's one of those things where this is, um, it's it's a passion thing, it's a project thing. Mm-hmm. So it has less um, sticky notes than others, mm-hmm. and that's okay. That's it's it's a goal. Yeah, you know, but it's not. Um, it like like we said, it doesn't have a date. It doesn't have a time crunch. Right, and but it's something that if I didn't have it up there and I wasn't being kept accountable for it, I probably would never do it. Exactly. So our next one is purple, and that is Abby. So it's anything like kid related, and again, it's not something like uh, 
feed her dinner or like <laughs> make sure she does her homework. No, it's like more like things that um, we hope to start to implement with her or maybe something that we want to do with her. Um, like up there right now, it says look into a dance or karate program because she's just like, she really needs another outlet. She's really having a hard time with COVID. And so I'm trying to find some like safe activities for her to do, like maybe after school. Right. Um, we also have like a, I have to create a new to-do list for her. Cause that's really helpful for like when she's getting ready in the mornings, she can check it off. And I like, haven't gotten around to making it yet. Uh-uh. Um, we used to have like a money chart for her for like chores and good behavior and stuff um but we implemented that a little too early she's a little too little yeah she, um, you, she didn't get it <laughs> yeah so later on that's something that we'll probably implement yeah again and but so that's be a that's post-it. yeah that's yeah that's one of those yeah. those good examples of stuff like that there's another post-it for her that says um fill her valentine's day goodie bags because if i don't post i if i don't have that <laughs> i won't do it because it's just sitting in my closet yeah um, like school stuff like when they have uh, they <laughs> they did a uh, hundred year old day. Oh my god! Because they had spent a hundred days in school that year, mm-hmm. so uh, she had to dress up like a hundred year old. And so that's something that we, you know, we mm-hmm. went out, we got the costumes, we got, you know, everything that we needed. Yeah. And that's a task that can easily be put as a post-it. Yeah. Um. She looked hilarious. We made her <laughs> a life so alert button. It was so <laughs> funny. Um, our next category is for the podcast. Those are pink. Um, that's things like, uh, you know, when we're like, Hey, we need to plan every Wednesday or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we, um, uh, like I have like advertising things on there, like things for Instagram because I'm like really bad with social media. Um, just making sure to, um, remind ourselves to post and be active on that. Yeah, absolutely. We had another one that I just completed. I wanted to reach out to um, somebody very excited. We're going to have a guest soon. Ooh. I don't want to reveal too much, but I'm really excited about <laughs> it. Um, and then our next one, they are red sticky notes. This is for things that are urgent or for like um, things that need to get done pretty like it, they are like of the most important right and they maybe don't fit into one of those other categories so this might be something that like is time sensitive um i know like uh last month we had on there in red it was like hey uh abby needs to have a doctor's appointment um and so that was in red and like another one in red was like hey we have this like thing we need to pay for and like it just kind of draws our eye to it so even though it might fall in another category i know that it needs to be done right away and so when we sit down and do it, we need to be like, hey, if we're going to get any of these done, and these two need to be first, you know? Exactly. Um, and then our last one, it is like the kind of tr- like craft color uh, post-it. And um, this is for our filming projects and um, other kind of little notes that we need to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now we are working on making a video for our change the dates. And so all of our film related notes uh, are on the bottom in that uh, kind of like that film colored um, post-it. And so it keeps us accountable for it. it says like, you know, like finish the rough draft of this. Um, we need shots of these people on this day, like right. all of that. Um, and it kind of keeps us just, accountable as well. Yeah, just like with your orange notes for Jumping Jimmy, I've been using those to kind of remind myself of, you know, uh, tasks that I need to do for my creative works. Yeah. And there are so many other categories that um, you can have. So um, other categories can be work if you have like specific work tasks that you need. Like I know once um, I do have my classroom again, uh, there's going to be things like just 
that in addition to the everyday lesson plans, you know, yeah. things like, hey, I need to buy more school supplies or, you know, hey, I need to remember to be underpaid or whatever. Um, <laughs> like we said with Abby's school, there are like specific school events. Yeah, stuff that you'll exa- need to remember. exactly. Um, they, there can be a whole category for just family. If you like for extended family, if you like see them often or if it's like gifts you need to buy or whatever, you can have a whole category for self-care and fitness. Um, you can have a whole category for housework. Like let's say maybe you're flipping a house or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're just trying to renovate. I know that if we had had this when we first moved in, we would definitely have one all about like kind of house, uh, like upkeep, but also like renovations. So like, uh, okay, we need to build this bookshelf by this day or, Hey, we need to go buy a new bedspread or like whatever. We spent so long without a dresser and that's because we didn't put it down as a priority. And so also we don't have any money. Yeah. Um, so we use this in addition to a weekly whiteboard and a calendar that we keep downstairs. So this post-it board is in our room. It's next to our desk that we use to record on. We also use it, um, you know, to be in school and zoom stuff. Um, so this outlines like the, the one downstairs, it outlines chores, lists and responsibilities scheduled during the week. So like, um, it'll say the days Max is in class or the days that I have school, um, if we make certain plans with family, that'll be on there for the week. Like things that are dated, we keep downstairs. And so then the post-its really do become goals. Yeah. And the whiteboard can be kind of those like responsibilities. Yeah. The daily, weekly responsibilities. Um, so yeah, the post-its are worked on in between and we, when we have the time. And so it kind of relieves some of that pressure. And so then when you are looking at, um, like implementing wedding tasks, um, it becomes something fun to do. It becomes like, oh, okay, like I have this and I don't have to do it on Thursday. Yeah. Um, but I do have it here that I do want to complete within the month. It it feels less like a hard responsibility and more like an opportunity. Yeah. Like uh Eric I'm I've hear I hear this a lot and I think I heard it first from Eric Thomas. He's a, a public speaker. Um he calls himself E.T. the hip hop preacher. He's amazing. Um, and he has a doctorate now. Well, good on him. Uh, but he said it like this, and I think it's it's so cool. He says, you have to change your mindset from I have to do this to I get to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I am given the opportunity to do this. And it makes it a lot easier to do. And it makes, you know, it, it, it makes it more fun. So with these post-its, um, you know, we have our, our regular responsibilities on our weekly calendar, mm-hmm. but these post-its serve as a kind of, I get to do this thing instead yeah. of like, I have to do this thing and I'm stressed out about it. Right. Um, all of these tasks with the exception of, I would say finance, um, <laughs> <laughs> just cause we have no money. Um, they are fun, you know, they're responsibilities, but, but they, it has really kind of changed our mindset to like, I get to do this. Yeah. I, I get to ask about this internship. Like I get to, um, you know, like finish my master's that's a post-it on right. there. And every time we have free time, that's something that we do is we look at the post-it board and uh-huh. we, you know, if we see something that like, Ooh, I would like to do this right yeah. now, or, Ooh, this would be very cool and important to do right now. Mm-hmm. It'd be good to, it'd be good to see, uh, what our insurance could be, yeah. you know, and, and that's something that we have to do, mm-hmm. but it, it feels more like a, like a fun thing. Yeah. Um, and so here's what makes it unique. Here's the catch, uh, <laughs> about a half hour in. Um, so <laughs> the reason that our post-it notes are so fun and that we like them so much is because every single post-it note has a reward on the back. 
Yeah. So we're talking about how the responsibilities and stuff are fun and we change our mindset. But a big part of why our mindset has changed is because we have put rewards on the back of our post. Yeah. Um, it sounds like something you would do for your child. And I would recommend doing that, too. But once it, they learn how to read. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, you know, it's it's very helpful for anyone, not just kids. Yeah. You know? So what we do is um, after we have sat down on the first of that month um, or even the 31st of like the other like the month prior, um, we sit down and we color code all of our responsibilities and we write all our responsibilities first, all of them. And then we will take all of the post-it notes and shuffle them up and we'll flip them over and we will divide the post-it. So if we have 28, you know, then each of us gets 14 Mm -hmm. and we write rewards on the back. And so we don't know which reward is uh, connected to which responsibility. Right. And we don't know what the other person has written. Yeah. So every time we flip over something, we get to see, oh, okay, Aaron wrote this one. Mm -hmm. What did Aaron write? Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And it it has been so, so fun. Um, It's really cute, too. When we accomplish (laughs) something, we're like, yay, Yay! this is so cool. What do we get? We, like, wait to look at the back until the other person is in the room. Like, we, what what do we get to do? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So uh, I had posted this previously on um, our Instagram page. And a couple of different people had asked me what types of rewards are on the back. Because they were like, I need to get organized. Tell me about this. What types of rewards do you guys do? Now, I'm going to say it is all up to you, Mm -hmm. whatever you view as a reward. Like for me, sometimes wedding planning, I especially when I was in the middle of student teaching, I used wedding planning as a reward for when I accomplished something. But now that I'm not student teaching anymore and I have a little more free time, um, I am kind of putting wedding planning as a responsibility. Mm -hmm. And then I am actually doing non-wedding planning related activities as the rewards because it it kind of it helps we'll, we'll get into it in a second <laughs> um but there are so many types so the first category of reward i would say are treat yourselves yeah if you haven't watched parks and rec where have you been <laughs> um, you have time as well yeah uh go watch parks and rec and then find some ways to treat yourself this uh this might be something like uh maybe a a treat like a physical treat you may eat right like maybe go and get some boba or yeah. you know um one of our rewards that's down here right now is like go for a drive and get some ice cream yeah. like that's like a reward that we can do uh um, picnic yeah when uh we had paid off all our bills we flipped it over and it said hey each one of you get to go and buy one new outfit yeah and so it was like we were like okay cool um, and that's usually something that's like a little bit money related or maybe food related. Like those treat yourself things are like mm-hmm. things you wouldn't have on a normal basis. Things you can't always justify getting yourself um, that after you've completed that task, you allow. Yeah. And then some of the things are like cute things that we can cash in. Like I wrote um, three slow dances yeah. uh, and Aaron gets to pick the song and yeah, so she's cashed a couple of them in. It's so cute. It's cute. Um, again, like literal slow dances. Like he's just like, okay. Like, and so like if we're having a hard time or if we're stressed and I will look at him and be like, okay, I have one more slow dance. Can I cash it in? And yeah. then, so it's like just sweet. Um, another category, uh, are like date nights. That's been a big one as oh, well. We love those. Um, so, and it, it doesn't have to be something that you spend money. We had board game night, you mm-hmm. know, we had spa night where it's like, we 
um, got to like, oh, we have movie night. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay. And then whoever writes the reward, it's usually geared towards the other person. Yeah. So like if I write uh, a reward and I'm like movie night, Max picks movie and snack or whatever, right. then Max might do the opposite for me. The other night um, we did, <laughs> I put, that Aaron got to choose two wedding movies and that I would watch them with her. It was so fun. <laughs> we watched Bride Wars, my fave. The, it's incredible. <laughs> and he had never seen my Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yeah, so we watched that one it. too. It was good, huh? Yeah, I never asked you what you thought of it. It was kind of it. fun. It is yeah. fun. It's a good movie. It's a classic. I realize my family quotes it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but little things like that, uh, I I love the date night ones especially, and oh, so yeah. most of the ones that I write are the date night. Oh yeah, ones. and it's like I mean we have what do we have on here? Picnic on the hill. So we have this little hill that we like to go to, and we have a little picnic on it. Um. Oh, we have rock paper scissors date night. Yeah. This is so fun. This is a TikTok trend. I'm sure that like most of you have seen it, but um people will and that like trying to find ways to like be safe and like go out whatever. Mm-hmm. And so people have divided it up to into like drinks, appetizer, entree, dessert. Yeah. And you're in your car and you rock, paper, scissors with your partner and whoever wins gets to pick that category. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, uh, I beat you. Uh, and so I get to pick the drink. Okay. And then we play again and then you get to pick the uh, appetizer, whoever right. wins. And it's really fun. <laughs> it was really cool. We have, we liked it so much that we put, a round two on <laughs> yeah. there <laughs> yeah so right now we have rock paper scissors date night round two yeah and um we haven't been able to have a babysitter much lately and so um uh, abby's kind of just been along for the ride for most of these so a lot of these we've kind of had to adapt to be like okay well like you know like um with the spa night or whatever it's like okay well abby can like also do that or <laughs> she like can put a face mask on yeah and her little robe that <laughs> yeah. she likes yeah and like um rock paper scissors date night like she was just in the backseat of the car and like um, she just like ate whatever we got, but that was kind of important that like, we weren't like, okay, Abby, you also play rock, paper, scissors. Like it was still mm-hmm. you and I who were playing yes. and deciding. She was just also like Along there for, for the, the ride. ride. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people, um, when they become parents, especially it's like, they feel like they have to include their child in everything. And it's like, yeah, we included her because we fed her and she was there and she was with us for whatever, but we were still like playing the game and we yeah. were still the ones that were deciding. And I think that's the distinction that a lot of people struggle with. Mm-hmm. So silly games and celebrations. Um, that's kind of the next category. I, we bought Mancala cause I love that game. And I'm trying to teach Aaron to be a better sport about games. Okay, so actually, I <laughs> somewhere on one of these sticky notes, can I reveal one just for sake of the pod? I okay. believe I, I believe it's up there. Okay. One of them does say a round of checkers, and in parentheses, Aaron will be nice this time. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've played maybe twelve rounds of checkers, um, and and, <laughs> and we only really play maybe once a night because. <laughs> Aaron's beaten me, I think, once. I have beat you three times. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> oh, okay. I have a one in four victory rate, okay? <laughs> but um, she's not the best sport. You know why? Because I had never played checkers before playing with you, and you were extremely smug about it. I'm not trying to be. <laughs> I think I think you're just, you know. <laughs> I don't like things I'm not good at, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, um, but, but that's like, like things like that. Yeah, it's super cute. It I can really be like so simple. So if you look at a reward, like, um, you know, if you maybe um, kind of are on a diet or something and, and you uh, like do really well and you reward yourself even with like, hey, like, let's go out for 
dinner even though we usually like eat in you know mm-hmm. like um maybe i i you can do things like baking nights or like bake-offs yeah. like that is so fun <laughs> um and it like literally doesn't have to cost any money either like right. i just saw this um this tiktok that i just loved and sent it to max because i was like this has to be one of our rewards this is so fun um and it said like you and your partner take off out every drink you have in the house and make either mock or, t- or cocktails. Um, <laughs> and like you race and then whoever makes the best one, um, picks the movie that you watch that night, you know, like just cute little stuff. Um, get creative with it. I mean, um, just anything that you can think of that sounds super fun, mm-hmm. you know, even weird stuff. Um, <laughs> I have one. You do? Yeah. So like um, when we were just like in the thick of the of the of the Panera (laughs) bread and um, we were uh, (laughs) like really, really like it was like a good month and a half, almost two months that the three of us were just in our tiny apartment. We had seen no one else. Um, We were really struggling. And so I just would watch live streams of whale watching videos and like people like aquariums and like whale watching boat tours and stuff they would do live streams where they would go out on the boats and like watch for whales and so i just sat there for hours like watching the water waiting for a whale and um i that's right i remember that yeah and so like a reward for me would be like hey like watch oh live whale live stream like even something like that where it's like the something simple yeah something where it's like it's not a responsibility and that is crucial the things on the back are not responsibilities they are rewards that you can cash in at any time like it's not i don't think we have anything on there that's time sensitive no no not at all um even things like uh and there are big ones too we put like maybe two or three really big ones in addition to all the little little ones um so like we have a camera that we really really want to buy um and it's 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 very expensive um but max completed a task that was huge like monumental to Mm. just like you know his career and, and he really took a big step and i knew i like cheated and i looked for that one because i knew as soon as you did that i wanted to reward us with with getting that and so it can be something like if you're wedding planning and you're maybe hesitant on like maybe uh getting your wedding bands or if you are like really wanting to um treat yourself in in terms of like maybe a bigger financial purchase or something like that obviously think about what you can do but if the only thing restricting uh yourself is just kind of your hesitance like surrounding like not wanting to reward yourself this is a great way to do that and i think the fact that we have it color-coded is super helpful in kind of finding rewards that are related yeah like for like purple is abby uh, mm-hmm. task related to abby and once we completed something um i think i had written down that we did a family game night mm-hmm. you know and so to incorporate her a little bit because that was a task related to her mm-hmm. for the wedding you know re- wedding related stuff like we said the finance one we went and bought an outfit you know yeah. treating ourselves to that so um when even though we don't know what tasks are um what tasks are related to what the um treat is we still kind of have an idea because of the color coded and that's been super helpful yeah for that um so this makes the responsibility feel exciting to accomplish instead of exhausting yeah 
and um, Max mentioned a little bit like we had about six months where we were trying to get everything done uh, with no break like when we were planning on moving in together and I think the only thing that we said was our reward was seeing them move from the to-do list to the done list yeah and while that was kind of exciting uh it wasn't as exciting as this poster board well, and so it was very very stressful still it wasn't very exciting either because then we would just have to add more to the to-do list <laughs> exactly <laughs> and so this really like does separate it into um like a, a good chunk of time each month where it's like you get to see your progress and you get to have these rewards and it's really fun also what's what i find so funny and fascinating is that we've now gotten to a point where we're backed up on our treats and we're completing <laughs> tasks faster than we can celebrate it's them. so fun <laughs> it's it is so fun like um we yeah we, and so we'll like try to do two or three in a day and so we'll just like have days where we're like ooh let's do this and this, you know, like let's go get some ice cream. And also like, you know, you get to pick the, like let's have a movie night afterwards, you know? And so what, what I think is so cool about that too, is that we're super productive mm-hmm. and we're doing a f- fun thing pretty yeah. much every day. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, uh, it's super cute and it's beautiful and <laughs> I love you. I love you too. <laughs> and you could even add tasks that are like part of your passion. Like I know, um, Aaron has the jumping Jimmy and I have the filming stuff. Um, I'm a filmmaker and I love the creative process, but I'm often unmotivated or just overwhelmed that the things that I want to accomplish. Yeah. I got a lot of big projects that I want to do. So when you put, when you find a task on your board that you're passionate about and you, you finally complete it, it makes you feel really good, you know, and mm-hmm. you want to keep that feeling of accomplishment going. So you're more motivated to do the other not as fun things right and this is extremely like helpful too when you are doing wedding tasks and so like that's really if you're planning a big wedding or you're planning any kind of wedding that's a passion of yours right because it's not a necessity right it's not a rent or insurance payment i'm like upset about my insurance payment um (laughs) (laughs) uh it is like something that you get to do it's it's it, it should be exciting because this is a big day and so being able to um do it and then also reward yourself afterwards is so awesome because then you're like okay I did it it was fun it's a passion of mine and I'm still working through all of these other things I all of these other responsibilities I have um and it makes it it just is I don't even know how to explain it it's less overwhelming well it's it's actually a part of like success psychology is that if you complete something you are you know you get that stimulation that excitement from from having done something that you're more likely to try to do other things and complete other things you know that's why some people say make your bed in the morning because once you've accomplished that you've already accomplished something at the beginning of the day and so you feel better about doing tasks later and if we do that, if we start with something in the day that we really love, like this morning we're doing the podcast. It's mm-hmm. very exciting for us and we love that. Yeah. Right. And once that's completed, we're already on a on a good high. Yeah, we're, we we're feel having, productive. Yeah, we feel productive. We have a good day. Mm-hmm. And so 
it's it's just part of that psychology of of we are succeeding and right. we want to keep that train going. Absolutely. So um, there's a couple ways that this helps prevent burnout and wedding planning fatigue. So having no specific deadline other than the restrictions of it being within the month um, really does help because then you don't feel that like looming deadline. Um, and I promise you that seeing it all out on this board um, and only identifying a few of the tasks on your checklist really does help. Um, so this is another thing. You need to identify only, I would say two to five, depending on like your timeline for your wedding, um, between two and five things to achieve that month instead of a comprehensive checklist. Right. You will find comprehensive checklists on Pinterest, on all the wedding sites. And it's like, it will say like 10 to 12 months out, you know, yeah, 12 to say. 10 months out. Um, but the problem is you still see every single task on one sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. Being able to put them in just one month and you can still have that list in your back pocket, but don't look at it until the next month Yeah, and choose another two to five tasks to get accomplished. And then don't look at that checklist again until you're building a new round of post-its. And, and you might be tempted to get ahead of schedule, which is fine. Mm-hmm. If you are able to complete all of the stuff in your like 11 to 10 months out block, mm-hmm feel free to put more post-its on there and get a little bit ahead. But if, if it's, if it takes the whole month to do those things, Mm -hmm. don't worry about that as much and, and allow yourself time in between. Right. Or if you get them all done in the first week and a half of, you know, the month that you had them scheduled for, maybe take the rest of that month and not do wedding. planning. Exactly. Don't do any more wedding planning stuff because you already have that done and you know, that you have until next month to go ahead and work on it again. So that kind of prevents that burnout where it's not constantly on the forefront of your mind because you know, I already got that done. Now I get to reward myself. I get to celebrate and I get to relax knowing that next month I'm going to have more to check off my list. Right. Allowing yourself that break, Mm -hmm. you know, um, instead of just pushing through the entire time. Right. Um, another key reason that this prevents wedding planning fatigue and burnout is that it celebrates your relationship and yourself after you complete a stressful task with a reward and it helps keep in perspective why you're doing all this. Absolutely. So many times like you're just, you're going to get so stressed out and so upset and you're going to fight about things and that's completely counterproductive to why you're having a wedding at all. I know that there are some things that are going to take, like what we were talking about, that communication, that work. Um, but it's, uh, I've noticed that a lot of people, they lose sight of the reason that they're doing all this and handling all this stress. Yeah. It's to celebrate your love. And so for our wedding tasks specifically, I know I've been doing this um, and like I said, with our like three slow dance cash in mm-hmm. thing, every time we complete a wedding task, I like to do like really lovey dovey cutesy things, you know, <laughs> because because it's related to that uh-huh. and it helps us remember, you know, that even though we're going through stressful wedding tasks mm-hmm. um, that we, we, you know, like you just said, we remember what it's all about. Yeah. So many people forget this. Like, it's so stressful, but 
you agreed to get married because you're in love. <laughs> Don't lose that love over planning to celebrate it. Exactly. Um, this is uh, And this is another way to get your partner involved. Since you share many of the responsibilities, not just with wedding planning, but, uh, you know, overall in life, um, this is like a way that both of you can see them. Yeah. And it helps keep each other accountable and encourage each other. Also, I want to say, even if your partner does not complete any of the wedding tasks, they are aware of them and they see them getting done and can celebrate with you, which may lead to maybe them asking about it, being aware of what you're doing and them being able to have conversations with you about it. So even if like you are not the one going with me to the flower district to look at flowers, you see it on my board. And so you ask, Hey, when are you going to go and get those flowers? Yeah. Or, Hey, do you want me to go with you to do that? You know? And we talked about the absent, uh, fiance, mm -hmm. uh, in a previous episode. And this is just another way, especially if you can, double down and do the like we suggested playing to their strengths mm -hmm. and stuff and making tasks for that it's it's a fully like valid and yeah. um actually kind of exciting way to get them involved absolutely so like let's say that you you decide you want to have four tasks each month that are directly wedding planning related and maybe one of those four is always going to be something that you and your partner can do together or that your partner can also do. So or like, that they would like to do. Yeah. So if you have, you know, um, like for Max, for example, if he wasn't super involved, um, you know, maybe I would have on there something like, you know, visit the flower district, uh, make a decision on this, order the wedding stationery. But then I would maybe have like uh, a groom's fit, uh, a groomsman fitting or, um, you know, uh, the wedding playlist, you know, making sure that we um, like complete that or have a draft of that. Uh, and so at least one of the tasks every month is something you guys can do together. Right. I love that idea. And I, I really do think it it incorporates the both of you well. And it allows us to focus on things other than wedding planning. So you feel balanced and productive. Yeah. There's a whole kind of concept about splitting the percentages of your effort across the day. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're going to dedicate a good 30 to 40% of our day to work, mm -hmm. you know, and providing for the house. Um, another maybe 10% towards maintaining and cleaning the house mm -hmm. you know and then another certain percentage for family time and stuff mm -hmm. so all of these things you know you kind of figure out what is important to you and how you um how you go about your day right. and your uh, level of effort on each of the individual things and with this board organizing it and putting it into different categories you see kind of what areas you need to put more focus in right and what areas can just be you know when uh, addressed when necessary yeah also it inherently has you dedicate a certain percentage to rewarding yourself and celebrating you and your partner and that is uh not not just like a treat but a right you have a oh, right yeah. to rest mm -hmm. and that's something that people forget all the time yeah it's something that definitely i have i i have had a better time since we've implemented this um knowing that you and i are gonna have 
time together and that we are going to do, you know, fun things, meaningful things, um, because it gets really overwhelming when in a day we both have work and school. And then by the time that we're done, maybe, you know, we had to go pick up Abby and then we had to start dinner and maybe there's laundry to do. Maybe there's dishes, you know, um, she has to do her homework and she takes forever to do everything. And so by the time she's asleep, we're exhausted. We didn't get to do anything that we wanted to do today. And I didn't talk to you at all, you know, and it's just like, it can get really overwhelming if you are not like having those percentages dedicated to certain responsibilities. Yeah. We dedicate our time to one another. Uh, last night we had uh, steak and wine and yeah. it was just something, you know, for us um, that we got to, to do together, enjoy and celebrate. And mm-hmm. we made the time for that. And that's yeah. what, you know, is really important. And that was a goal we wanted. We wanted to um, like, do more like cooking together and so like some of our rewards will be uh, i did i put diy steak dinner yeah um and so like we i went we i went to the store and we got all the stuff for it and like you made steak and i made all the fixins and all that that goes on the side i think one of the first uh rewards that we did like when we started this in january Mm -hmm. was we did uh an ice cream sundae bar and we bought all of the stuff for ice so cream fun. it was so fun <laughs> you were i i saw your face light up when we flipped that over I and <laughs> it was and it was so fun and so exciting yeah and i promise not all of them are food related by any means it's right. just the most universal one to give examples for right. um but what this also does is it helps us cope with covid now mm-hmm. hear me out um when i say cope with covid and when, when we're talking about this i i want to make clear that um, we are extremely aware of everything that's going on mm-hmm. in the world and we are 100% like just, I, I, I'm just going to say believers in yeah. what's going on. And, um, you know, we adhere to safety guidelines and, um, it just breaks our heart what's going on. Um, and that people have lost loved ones. We have a very close friend who is going through it with a family member right now. And, mm-hmm. um, it, it is just it is absolutely awful to see anybody go through that. Um, and the, the, it is real, it is valid. And, you know, um, when we talk about COVID affecting our wedding, we are in no way commenting on how, um, our lives have been worsened because of it. We have been lucky to, uh, have stayed safe and healthy. I got my first vaccine, uh, (laughs) about two weeks ago, um, because I'm in education. And so just, I mean, we are doing everything that we can and I, we're I, not diminishing other people's no. experiences by any means. And, and, and we're if, only commenting on ours. Right. And, and our experience and how it has shaped our lives. And, and, um, I, I want to say that even if you are not affected by it in health wise, I know that everybody mentally has been affected by it. And so I want to bring Absolutely. awareness to it. Watching my students, um, just like go through distance learning. I'm like getting emotional watching my brother, like start middle school and distance learning. My sister is her her first year of college distance learning. And these are huge experiences that they are just completely uh, having like an experience that nobody wanted for everybody. And it's, it's been so hard to watch, um, you know, so many people that um, really their safe haven was school or their, their, um, you know, their job or, um, just like being able to be out and to see people. Um, it's just like, huh, it is absolutely taken a toll on so many. Um, and I just want to make clear again, I know we've made clear before, but that we are not, um, 
diminishing anybody's like experiences. Uh, we are just bringing light to how it has affected us and mm-hmm. how we are extremely fortunate. However, nobody is uh, unaffected by right. it. And in order to kind of cope with this stuff, um, just celebrating these little moments and accomplishment in fun, safe ways has mm-hmm. been tremendously helpful in order to to feel like we're we're actually you know still productive during COVID and yeah. and carrying on with our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, our our life hasn't halted because of this right and so we're still able to celebrate our love even if you know our wedding does get postponed or we're still able to you know spend time together and to grow our relationship um and and like we said fun and safe ways so things like board game night spa night like movie nights we have so many movie nights and and we'll even have like different genres like we'll have one where we watch like um, all the Toy Stories, you yeah. know, with Ab, and then we might have one where we wait till she goes to bed so we can watch all of the Saw movies, you know, yeah. like, or maybe we show her the Saw movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's it, you know, it seems hard to figure uh, all this out at first, but it has quickly become exciting and something to look forward to. Yeah, and that's something that you can implement if you need if you need to Absolutely. kind of cope with this. And it it's really making me still feel productive even whilst talking about postponing while everything is still going on I feel like even though I'm not in the classroom even though like you know I might not be able to do certain things because of restrictions I still feel like I'm being productive and that I'm rewarding myself accordingly yeah it's it's very easy to you know just feel like this is all wasted time yeah um and this is helping to you know, n- uh, have us not feel that way, yeah. but also to keep the wheels turning. Yeah, you and, know? and to keep us uh, from losing our minds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so if you don't like Post-its for some reason, if you have like a weird vendetta against Post-its, <laughs> or, um, or if you need to adapt this, um, consider making uh, an extensive checklist and timeline for all things wedding first, initially. Yeah. Um, what needs to get done and by when? So example, like, do you need to make all your table cards and each step of the process? So do you need to buy the holders? Do you need to print all the names? Do you need to order something from Etsy? Maybe do you need to contact a furniture vendor, get a quote, give a deposit? Yeah. All of those things. So it's not just like vendors. It's not just like photography. Like outline every single little task that you'll have to do. I promise it's going to be overwhelming, but that's the only time you're going to have to do yeah. it. And so, break up each task uh, into the smaller tasks that make it up. Yes. So then what you do is um, you choose three to five things to accomplish no matter how small. So make a decision on something or start a conversation with this person or this vendor. Not all goals have to have tangible resolutions. I really want to make that clear. I'm going to say it again. Not all goals <laughs> have to have tangible resolutions. If you just haven't made your bed all month, maybe that goes on a post-it note. If you haven't even talked to your mom about guest list, send a text, you know, maybe that's a big goal. Mm -hmm. Um, Every step is a positive, every single step. So then you create rewards for those items and make, and I think um, you can either choose to make them wedding related to get you continually excited about it. Or you can make them not wedding related. They can be self-care, dates, guilty pleasures, whatever you want. Because if wedding planning has proven to be extremely stressful for you, reward yourself with something non-wedding planning related after you complete a task. Right. 
Now, for us, we've had to postpone it. We're pretty sad about it. And so we want to continue to feel like we're doing something wedding-based. And so oftentimes we will have like a slightly either wedding or relationship-based reward. Um, But we're super excited about the wedding, too. Mm -hmm. So... Doing doing a task and getting a reward for that yeah. is is helping us to feel, you know, it will still keep us really excited the whole time. Yes. Um, also you can consider a bullet journal or a daily planner to keep you organized and focused. So even though you might have, uh, some kind of responsibility shared, uh, you know, post-it style thing with your partner, I would still consider keeping a personal bullet journal or planner, um, just to keep yourself accountable. Like for me, I still have a bullet journal. I just got a new one. I'm excited. (laughs) Um, and I still have a planner to really like maintain my homework assignments or maybe things that I want to do specifically or maybe things I can't put on the board like Valentine's Day is coming up I'm not gonna put all the steps of your right. you know present <laughs> up there um so you know it's it still helps to have that personal journal or planner in addition to this kind of shared responsibilities and have a conversation with your partner about like the life to wedding balance that's another thing that that we kind of it, you, you adapt it if if needed. Um, like if Aaron is handling all of the wedding prep, um, then I would take over the majority of another responsibility to create that balance. Right. You know, I would do all of the, you know, housework and maintaining the house while you do all the planning. Right. Or not even all, like, let's say that like you, most of the time we do 50, 50 on everything. But then if I start to have to, um, you know, have more responsibilities in school, or if I do a majority of the wedding planning tasks that month, maybe then it shifts to like a 70, 30. And that's a conversation you need to have. You, cannot assume that your partner is going to do that um it needs to be something that you actively talk about there's this concept um between two partners in a relationship where um one partner needs the other to help out more Mm -hmm. and that person is very like passive and and kind of not present and so they'll ask like uh do you need anything how can i help Mm -hmm. you know and that asking that puts even more responsibility on the other person to be like they already are doing things, but now they have to figure out everything. Well, yeah. So here, like um, the studies that have been done on this, uh, it, it, it's surrounding usually heterosexual relationships, even though I think it has more to do with personality than gender. Um, but so like, let's say that just for sake of discussion for us personally, um, the woman will usually handle a majority of the tasks, not even in physically handling them, but in distributing them. Yeah. So if I am the only one to create this entire board, even though you might do 50% of the jobs, I have even more labor because I have had to identify everything that needs to get done. So when a partner walks up to, um, you know, their, their partner and says, Hey, um, you know, what do you need me to do? Then it is the job of that partner to identify everything that needs to be done and then bestow that upon them rather than the first partner in question identifying what needs to be done for themselves and then doing it or saying, hey, I see the dishes on the table. I should do them. Right. Or would you like me to do them? You know, um, instead of saying, hey, what can I do to help around the house? Yeah. And I, I had a problem with that, too. Um, when people say take initiative, it for someone who who like me has a hard time defining what that means. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and sometimes I have a hard time recognizing what needs to be done, and therefore I don't take the initiative to do it. By using this board um, to not only do like your res weekly responsibilities on the calendar, but also other things that you'd like to do yeah, uh, within the month, goals and stuff, by having it displayed, I don't have to ask Aaron what to do. Right, and you know, initially when it's created, we sat down together and exactly. identified everything that we wanted to get done and that needed to get done. Um, because uh, I never want to feel like a ugh, nag. I hate right. that that word is ever used because it's just used when women have anything to say about anything. Um, but I don't want to feel like I'm constantly asking you to do something over and over and over again. Right. Especially if it's I don't not want that either. Right. Especially if it's not something that you have identified for yourself. You know, um, so if I notice that something needs to get done and it's your responsibility and then I have to initiate that um, on top of already doing all my responsibilities. Right. I have to keep you accountable. Um, it just it puts the majority of the work on you. Yes. And, and inherently partners are going to feel that way until they can have that open communication and they can figure out a system where you can have shared responsibilities and not just active responsibilities, but actually contributing and collaborating on identifying the responsibilities. I know that we've, we've mentioned car insurance three times already in this episode. It's because my car insurance went up $150 <laughs> in one month. How does that happen? We have not had any accident. I'm, I'm upset. So, <laughs> Talking about that this morning, I started looking up different car insurances and, and trying to figure out, you know, better deals, you know, for us. And that is not something that I ever would have done, <laughs> you know, and would have popped into my head to do just just because uh, passively I don't I don't think about that stuff all the time. Right. And I if, at points I mm -hmm. will remember, oh, yeah, that's something I got to right. do. But because it was on the board. You know, I, I got up today, I got dressed, I took Abby to school, and then I looked at the board. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, okay, I can do this right now. This is a very, you know, something that I can easily do and it's something that's important. Mm -hmm. And so it it puts so much less pressure on you to yeah. to try to give me tasks. And I don't piss you off by asking you, what do you need? Because there's a whole board of right. stuff that you need yeah you know that we need that we need and that's yeah. i think that's crucial too is is that we created it together so mm -hmm. anything that we decide to do have already been agreed upon shared responsibilities so the entire goal with all of this is to establish small attainable goals and then celebrate them and mm -hmm. that's uh, that's my favorite part <laughs> it's so fun we've been having so much fun like this past month and a half even with like the bad news that we've been getting surrounding kind of weddings and postponing it and all, all of that we've still been able to like just really enjoy each other and our time because we've had so much to reward ourselves on yeah it's real cute <laughs> um but no matter how you approach it post-its or no post-its journals no journals um the whole idea is to maintain your sanity <laughs> and to keep you balanced. Well, we are reaching the end of our something else segment. Just a reminder, when you're wedding planning, don't let it take over your life. It will try. <laughs> but there are ways to blend your wedding checklist with your everyday tasks. A good way to prevent burnout and feeling overwhelmed is to make a list of all your tasks, then divide them up and focus on only two or three each month. If you have more, delegate. 
and remember to reward yourself for small victories. At the end of the day, our post-it method is what works for us to prevent burnout, but it is not what works for everybody. However, everybody is going to go through it in one form or another during the planning process. Try not to let the wedding overshadow your career, school, goals, or even your relationship. It is important, but it is not any more important than your life together. Your wedding day may be the biggest reward of them all, but don't let it be the only one. Celebrate your love along the way, and I promise you it will help keep your eye on the bigger picture. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know with a five-star review. Head over to our Facebook or Instagram pages to send us messages, follow for updates, and ask us questions you like answered on the pod. If you are looking for more ways to support, find our support button on Anchor, where you can contribute to the podcast and become a monthly supporter. Your donation, no matter how small, allows us to continue making episodes and planning our own wedding. Thank you for listening. We will return this Friday with a special Valentine's Day episode. (laughs) Until then, happy planning.